Hello and welcome back to the Kevin Segura podcast. My name is Kevin Segura and this is my podcast. I want to talk today about technology and what it means to be human. <laughs> um, to give it to you short and sweet right at the beginning so you don't have to sit and listen to the whole thing. <laughs> um, technology is not bad. Technology is not the problem. As much as we like to blame technology, that's not the problem. Technology is just pipes. Social media, the internet is just pipes. It's just there. Human beings are what fill the pipes. What we fill it with is what matters. Um, and so technology is not bad. Human beings are insecure. <laughs> and so that's everything in a nutshell. Now, let's take another 15 minutes to like elaborate on this and like really go deep. <laughs> um, so again, like that's just been the case from the dawn of time. Human beings and technology. We've made... We've made or discovered things, whether it's fire, whether it's the brick, all the way up to nuclear energy. It's just technology. And like you you can do good things with all of these, and you can also do horrible things with all of these. And so the technology itself isn't doing it. Like the brick isn't built like the brick isn't making itself. <laughs> like what the heck? No. Like the brick isn't making itself. Someone's doing something with the brick. Who's that somebody? Humans. Human beings are, like, we're the ones who's kind of doing the stuff around here. We're kind of in charge around this place in some, in some sense. Um, we're in charge around here. And so we have to, it's up to us. It's hard. It's up to us to do what is good and what is wrong. Um, that said, I don't think it's for us to define what is good and what is wrong. But I think we can know that. So, uh, for example, like fire. Fire, you can do great things with fire. You can heat up your home. You can have some food, right? You can put it in a microwave. I don't know, <laughs> right? You can you can do good things with fire, but you can also do horrible things. You can burn down people's houses. <laughs> you can burn down whole villages and displace people from their homes, um, and that's horrible. Same thing with a brick. You can build houses, or you can tear them down. I don't know that you can do that with a brick, but like you can hurt people with bricks. You know, like you can knock someone on the head with a brick, and like it's not good. Um, and same thing with nuclear energy. You can power a lot of homes with nuclear energy. <laughs> like it's pretty rad. You, nuclear energy is actually kind of cool. You can do a lot of good with that. Um, right. Then all of a sudden people have access to the internet and electricity and lighting and heating and like pe through the internet, people can get an education, you know, like you can do all this great stuff, but you can also package it nice and neat into a bomb and drop it on a city. And like, that's a problem. <laughs> um, but again, technology is not the issue. Nuclear energy is not inherently a problem. If it gets out, sure, that can obviously be a problem because that's it's not in our nature to be exposed to nuclear radiation like that. But um, again, that's just doing that's just nuclear energy being nuclear energy. <laughs> like that's just what it does. Like don't get too close to it, obviously. But um, but if we can harness it and like we can do immense good with it, but we can also do immense evil with it, and so. Really, that leads me to that there's something deeper beneath all this. Because what motivates people to do good and what motivates people to do bad? I mean, to put it in, in one word, it's the human condition. I guess that's two words. But to put it in a phrase, it's the human condition. And the human condition is fear and insecurity. And an, it's an identity crisis is what it is. Um, like, it's just fear and insecurity. <laughs> that's all it is. It's people 
as a, as opposed to to trust to put to have something to contrast it to as as opposed to trust and knowing who and what we are and what we're for um and so people will it because of fear people will try to lift themselves up at the expense of others it's me and my tribe at the expense of you and your tribe right it's a it's a versus as opposed to a rising tide lifts all ships right I can make the internet, for example, or I can make nuclear energy and then I can like sell it to you or like we can share, we can exchange. And then like all of a sudden everyone's like learning and everyone is able to do all this good and everyone has access to this technology and they can like be full of multiply, literally. Like you can like make cool things and like do awesome stuff. But um, that that's just the human condition and it sucks. <laughs> um. And so this leads me to the stories that we tell. Human beings, the only thing we have ever done from the beginning of time, whether it's art on cave walls to vinyl records and the songs that are on them to Disney Plus, <laughs> right? It's streaming. The only thing we've ever done from the beginning of time is tell stories, whether orally or by streaming. It's storytelling um, in books and everything. And these stories, they become the ways in which we view the world. They inform the people we become and the way we view the world and what we are here for and our place in it and like what we're doing. Like, what, what are we even doing here? You know, that's what the good stories do. And so the question is, what kind of story are we living in? There's one story in particular that has really just like shaped me as a human being. And it's the story of the Bible. Now, before you turn this off and like turn away, just hear me out. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> This is like my real like passion. I'm like really into it. Um, exploring the Bible as a story. Um, people far too often are engaging with the Bible with the Bible as like theology or like some kind of manual to like go to heaven or something. And like if you just read it, like that's not what it is. <laughs> like it's not a manual for like how to do things. It's not a grab bag of verses. You know, it's it's a book. Like, it's a book, for goodness sakes. And, like, books do what? Books tell stories. <laughs> and so people don't... Ex people don't... It's not a conversation that I've seen where people are engaging with the Bible as a story, as a narrative, because that's what it is. And so I was having this conversation yesterday. Like, no one's ever been changed by talking about theology, you know? Like, maybe, like, scholars, but, like, normal people, you know? <laughs> like, no normal person has been like, oh, yeah, good theological point. I'll change my views now. No, <laughs> that's not what shapes people. What shapes people isn't theology. What shapes people is, again, stories and narrative and ways of viewing the world. Um, and so that's what the Bible does. It's a, it's, it's a story. And so what is this story about, and how does it begin, and how does it go? Um, the story, as far as I've been able to tell, and I'm really, really convinced and convicted about this, it's a story about a kingdom, um, as I've come to understand it. And so how does this story about a kingdom begin? The story about a kingdom begins in the beginning, <laughs> obviously. It begins in the beginning. And in the beginning, uh, you have God, you have this spiritual being. He's making the kingdom in which he is going to reign. He's making the world. Uh, he's creating order out of chaos. Um, and from darkness, light. <laughs> and uh, from disarray, he's making beauty and wonder and awesomeness. And it's rad, you know? The first pages of the Bible, it's awesome. And so he's making all this good stuff. And he's declaring, he looks at it after he's done. He's like, dang, I did a good job. <laughs> he goes, that's good. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's cool. 
and then to top to top it all off to put the cherry on top of the, the cake i guess um he makes humans he makes humanity and humanity are again stories are meant to shape the way in which we view the world and so this story is exploring why we're here it's exploring what our purpose is um, that's what it's doing. It's more exploring the why as opposed to the how. And so the why human beings are here, the why human beings are created is to reflect the image of God in, just within the narrative context. I'm not even asking you to believe this, but I am inviting you to view the world in this way, that human beings are like the very likeness of God <laughs> in some very real sense. And so what does that mean? Well, in the narrative we're meant to do the same thing that God was doing. And God in the narrative, he was making goodness and order out of chaos and like just making life and making places where life can flourish. And so if that's what God is and that's what we're meant to reflect, if that's what we're meant to be images of, like, that's awesome. Like, that's rad. <laughs> you know, that's a profound way to view the a human like that's a profound way to view the world as what it means to be human it means that you are the image of the author of life like that's profound that's freaking awesome and so we're here to make more life and make more beauty and order and awesomeness and so to rule is the vocabulary that it uses to back to the kingdom the story about a kingdom we're meant to rule be fruitful multiply fill the earth do it rule over creation and so if we're human beings are meant to rule, if any kind of person is meant to rule or govern in some sense, you have to have some kind of knowledge or wisdom by which to rule, you know? It's the same reason why children don't become kings <laughs> because they don't know what's happening. They, they don't know what good foreign policy is or like good economic, you know? Like they don't know what's going on. You have to learn that. You have to be taught that. You have to... It's knowledge and it's wisdom and it's understanding. Um, and so human beings, if we're meant to rule, we need to acquire this, like if we're meant to innovate and like make buildings and like neighborhoods and like cool things, we have to innovate and we have to understand, we have to come to an understanding of what is good and what is wrong. Um, and so the question that is presented within the narrative is, are you going to take the prerogative, take the authority on your own terms to define what is right and what is wrong? Or are you going to trust, trust that God has, that you'll just learn it through relationship. And like, isn't that what we do? <laughs> like we learn things through relationships. Um, and so trust that like God will teach you all, all in its time, but through relationship, you'd learn this. Or are you going to do it out of fear and insecurity and say, oh God, he's holding out on me, you know, and he's not actually going to teach me. He's, he wants to keep his power to himself. Um, and so I'm going to take the prerogative to define what is right and what is wrong. Um, again, fear and insecurity, me and my tribe at the expense of you and yours. Or am I going to trust and are we going to live together in peace and unity as is the vision? <laughs> you know, the vision of the ideal humanity. Um, and so this is pa literally pages one, two, and three of the Bible. And it's shaped the way that I view the world. And so... If that's what it means to be human, to be the images, like literally the physical embodiment of of the author and creator of life itself, um, what does that mean for how I interact with technology? Like we've made these things, we've innovated, and like it's awesome. Like that's what we're meant to do. You know, we're meant to do these things. That's like if we're meant to be fruitful and multiply, 
like you, innovation is part of that, you know? And so the question is, how are we going to, um, how are we going to use these things? Is it going to be from a place of trust and love? Love is a big word in this. Like, is, is it going to be a, from a place of trust and security or is it going to be from a place of fear and insecurity? And again, this identity crisis of not knowing who we are, um, which is images of God, which is like the embodiment of the author of life itself. Um, and so this story pro progresses. And again, I'm not asking you necessarily to believe this. I really kind of hope that many of non-Christians are like listening to this, like plenty of my friends and stuff. Like, I'm not asking you to believe that Jesus is like the king of the world. <laughs> However, I am inviting you to view the world in this way because I, at the very least, find it compelling. Um, that human beings are inherently valuable, not because of anything that we do, but because of it's what we are. Like, it's not like you can be the image of God and you cannot be the image of God. Like, it's just something that you are. It's in our nature. It's I'm inviting you to view the world in this way. That's it's what we are inherently valuable. And I think good. Like, did not did God not make it good? <laughs> Is that not what he said? He goes, wow. Nice. I did a good job. Like when he made humans, he was like rad. Um like it's just what we are. And so but like a thing can be something and not be very good at what it's doing, you know? <laughs> like I think I think about it like this. It's like it's like a a flower pot or maybe not a flower pot, but like a a a jug of water, you know? Like something that you used to pour water out of. Like if like it's meant to hold water so that you can pour it out from the top to water things, plants to pour, fill up your drink, your cup, for example, you know, but like if it has holes in the bottom, like it's no good. <laughs> like it's no good. Like it is what it is. You know, that's what it's for. That's inherently its nature. It's to, to fill, to be filled up and to pour things out of it. But like if it's poor, if it has a hole in the bottom and it's pouring out from the wrong place, like it's no good, you know, like it's doing what it's doing, but like it's not doing it very well. It is what it is, but it's doing a poor job. Human beings are like this. We are meant to do immense good and we are meant to love because this is the meaning of life. This is the meaning of universe to, of the universe, like, and actually not just in like a, not in like a metaphorical, poetic, like really hippie kind of way. Like actually, I believe this, the meaning of the universe is love. Everything that is good can be summed up in that word. Um, everything that is considered good that we would all agree on, we'd be like, yeah, that's good. It's summed up in the word love. Um, that does not necessarily mean romance, but it's far exceeding that. Um, and so that's like what we're here for. <laughs> and so I invite you to view the world in this way. Honestly, I lost my train of thought, so I'll just wrap up there. I'll invite you to view the world in this way. <clears throat> um, like technology is not bad. It's a security problem. It's a lack of love, as it were. Um, but if you view the world that we were loved before we even like did anything, like a ideally like a child, right? Like parents like their kids even before they know them. <laughs> ideally, you know, parents are like, wow, that's my kid. Um, even before they're born. And then they're born and like they still can't talk for years. And then, but they're still like, wow, I love you, you know, ideally. Um, and so it's like that. Like you don't have to earn it. 
it's not something that you have to do good in order to like be worthy of being human you know like you are a human <laughs> and like like you're just a human and that's rad <laughs> the image of god the idea of the image of god is the most prof in in the bible in the bible the way that it presents it is the most profound thing i have come across in ever <laughs> like it is the most profound idea i've ever come across um truly because the biblical authors presents it as everybody all of humanity is the image of god but that's a, not like a common idea in <laughs> in human history that's like that's a pretty unique idea in the in the context of human history we in america in my context i'm an american like our culture is so kind of not invaded but like it's so full of this idea uh like in a good way that we're just like yeah of course human life is valuable like it's in our laws it's in our constitution overall of course there's conversations about abortion but that's for another time um like we kind of understand that human life is valuable we kind of understand that pretty intuitively um but like that hasn't exactly been the case for all of human history. We're very much influenced by the way this story has gone in light of the story of Jesus and the scriptures, but um, and these writings, you know. But um, throughout most of human history, like it was only kings who were the images of God, especially at the time when this was when Genesis was written. It was the kings who were the images of God, and they were thought to literally be god himself like embodied in the flesh would be the kings of these great nations of egypt of babylon of assyria um and so you would worship them as though they were god but the bible comes with this new uh idea to the table it takes the same ideas of the image of god it says yes but it's not just the king it's not just the emperor it's the person sitting next to you on the bus <laughs> damn i'm about to cry <laughs> actually i'm about to cry it's the person sitting next to you on the bus. It's the person sitting next to you in, I don't know, the office or whatever. It's all of humanity. This is what we are. This is what we're for. And so uh, I'm not necessarily asking you to believe in the story of Jesus, though I do and I find it compelling. And I like I just find it compelling and I really think you should. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, but I can't do that for you, you know. But I am, again, inviting you to view the world in this way that the reason for which everything exists is because of love. And so it's the greatest stories that we've ever told. It's battles between good and evil, darkness and light, you know, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, all these great stories. Um, but this one is unique for sure because of the way this kingdom is ruled, right? Again, if the Bible is a story about a kingdom, um, what what is the climax? How does the king become king in this kingdom? Like like who who who's ro who's ro who's uh, ruling around here? You know who's running this place? Um, I think his name is Jesus, and the way that he is portrayed in every gospel account as every like the way he's portrayed as being enthroned, his coronation ceremony when it arrives, he's he's pulling up on a donkey. He's not pulling up on a big white horse. He's not pulling up on a war horse. And then when he gets off and he goes up to walk on his throne, he's given a crown and he's given a robe. And he's given a plaque and he's lifted on high for all to hail as king of the Jews. What I just described to you was his crucifixion. He's given a crown, but it's not made of gold. It's not royal. It's a mockery. It's a th crown of thorns. 
and he's given a robe, but it's not like, it's not soft, <laughs> you know, it's not like a soft, long, like Batman cape robe, that kind of thing, you know, it's not like a cool robe, kingly, it's like just to cover his areas, <laughs> like, and then he's lifted on high, but he's not, like, people aren't bowing down to him necessarily, they're standing around him, making fun of him, saying, this is the king of the Jews, <laughs> saying, that's what we were looking for? This is, that's not very kingly. Look at him hanging up there being crucified. <laughs> um, this story is utterly unique and it has shaped the way that I view the world. Um, but that is the way that, make no mistake that that is the way that the king became king in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of this story that is being told in the story of the Bible. Um, his name is Jesus. And I find it compelling, this story of how the king became king in this kingdom. And it's a hope. And I think it's something that hope doesn't mean like, hope doesn't mean like a wishful thinking. It's not like, oh, I hope one day this will happen. You know, that's not what I mean by hope. What I mean by hope is that I know this thing's going to happen. And like, I just can't wait for it to happen. You know, like it just could not come any sooner. It's, it's uh, not an angst, but like an anticipation, hopeful anticipation. Um, not wishful thinking, but a certainty that I know this thing is going to happen. And like, I'm just waiting for it to happen, like in full, you know? Um, it's like, I don't know, maybe, you know, your team is going to win in like a sport or something. And you're like, it's just a matter of time, you know? <laughs> it's like that kind of hope. It's that's what it is. Um, and so uh, that's how the story fully ends. It ends with um, the powers that be, whatever they may be. It ends with the powers that be um, being cast out and people fully embrace their identity as images of God and we become a new creation, as it were. The new creation comes. Heaven comes here on earth as it is in heaven. Um, we don't go anywhere. Like, this is the plan, you know? Heaven comes here. Is that not what we're taught to pray, that a kingdom come here on earth? Um, and then, like, that's how the story ends. <laughs> With humans and God ruling together in partnership, as was the plan from the very beginning. Um, and, like, we keep innovating. And, like, we keep coming up with cool stuff. And, like, I don't know, maybe we come interplanetary or whatever. Like, that's not, you know? <clears throat> the point isn't, um, like, if we... The point is that the universe exists because of love. And I don't know how that lands for you. Don't know how that sounds. If it feels like too hippie or whatever. But like actually. Actually. Love is patient and kind. And generous and abundant. And um, it's all these good things. And so if that's what the author of life is. And that's what we're, me that's what we're made to reflect. If we are the reflections of that itself. Um. Like, what does that mean for how we live and how we interact for, with other people around us? Um, and so back to the conversation about technology, now that I've shared that story with you. Um, like social media, it it doesn't, like it doesn't have to, like you don't have to post, you don't have to go on it, you know? <laughs> like there's also that human agency. Um, again, if we're in charge around here, like you don't have to go on social media if you feel insecure about it. But like, I encourage you to be confident in who you are. Like you're a one of one. 
you know? Um, the, the, the United States Constitution has this phrase in there, all men are created equal with certain inalienable rights. Um, that thing about all people being created equal, that's an interesting one because like you just look around and like not everyone's made the same, you know, <laughs> like people are different skin colors. People are built different. Some people are, like people are just different, you know, but we're also in some sense all very much the same. Um, and so, again, like like there's a lot of humans, but like there's only one you, you know, and so embrace that identity. You are a human made in the image of God. Um, and like, he, I don't know about you. I re- have to remind myself like a lot <laughs> about that one. Like, it's not like a one and done magic pill type of thing, you know? Um, that's not what this is. This is, again, it's a story that you have to retell in the same way that you watch a movie multiple times. Um, and every time you're like, wow, cool. Um, that's what this is. Yeah. It's like, you have to remind yourself because, um, uh, I don't, know, I don't know how else to say it, but like fear is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I don't exactly mean that lightly, but um, like fear sucks. It's insecurity and it leads to all the, that is the root of all evil, whether it's money, right? People like to point to money. It's like, no, same thing with money. Money isn't the problem. It's fear. It's fear of losing, fear that you're not going to have enough, that the world isn't abundant enough for you and me. Um, But like if you view the world through this story that it exists because of love then it's abundant and that enables you to be generous um and instead of posting from a place of insecurity right post posting like for attention as it were you can post and you can share this this hope um and that's what i have (laughs) i think like that's what i have in me um and that's what I want to share in this podcast and going forward on my content in like social media and all that stuff. Cause people will post anything and it's like, okay, a bunch of people are going to see this. Like, what's the point? Like, why are you sharing this? Is it just because you want to share it and like you want affirmation or like you want to share it because you want to improve the lives of other people? Like whatever it is, uh, I don't know. You have to come to that decision for yourself, but like ask yourself that question. Why am I sharing this? Is this benefiting anybody else? Is this like me sharing something that I want everybody to know about? Like earlier I tweeted something. I was like, I need y'all to know about this because it's really cool. Right? Like there's there's room for all of it. You just have to have that conversation with yourself. And like, like what are we doing? Why are we here? And um, I have found the story that the Bible tells and the story of Jesus. I find it, I have found it wildly compelling. And I personally have chosen to live at least at least try to live like it's actually hard like i'm not just saying like it's actually kind of difficult i (laughs) i screw up frequently (laughs) like and like not by anybody else's standards like by my own standards i fall apart (laughs) you know um like forget about the bible like i don't need a book to tell me that i'm screwing up like i'll tell you i'm screwing up (laughs) um and so but again i have this hope and i have this understanding that things exist because of love and so what am i going to fear and ultimately i think even death where is your sting because if it really does exist because of love then presumably that love broke through the fear and the chaos and i believe that it it has done it before and will continue to do it again and that is my hope for the new creation and those are my thoughts on technology
and the human condition. <laughs> that was kind of a longer winded thing that I was hoping to do. Um, but I'm kind of glad I did that. And I hope you took something away from this. Um, again, it's a powerful story because that's all we do. We just view the world in terms of stories, whether people exist to serve me or do I exist to serve others? Um, is this place abundant or is, and generous or is it scarce? And do I have to fight for what I need? Um, can I trust or do I have to live in fear? I think we can live in trust and a hope, um, a certainty that good will prevail in the end. That in the end, the truly the only thing that dies is death. And not just for the sake of poetry, but like actually. Um, and yeah, so go forth. Don't live in insecurity. You're a, you're a whole person. <laughs> you're a whole human being. Um, and go share that, whether it be to the masses on social media, right? Or the people in your office. Um, like the people in your office space. <laughs> like not everyone's going to be like an influencer or whatever. But like you have your own bubble in which you have influence. Um, your family, your household, your workspace. And so go forth and be a human being as we were made to be. Um, okay, I think that's it. Bye. <laughs>